This episode of the podcast is sponsored by the new wacky kids toy, Twist It, Bop It, Turn It, Stop It. It's real complicated. Sometimes you gotta do one thing even though you mean to do another thing. But I'm not in any kind of trouble at all. None at all. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, those who identify as non-binary, welcome back to Roll Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that will go through extreme marital lengths to be able to get money. <laughs> I'm Matt. I'm Zach. And today we're here to talk about 2023's Killer of the Flower Moon. I think, first off, right out of the gate. Right out. He's going to say it. He's Sp- going to say it. Spoiler warning. He's going to um, say it. Yeah, I just did. Spoiler warning. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about this movie in Because this entirety. movie is very recent. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, if you haven't watched it yet, please go watch it, then come back. Yeah, carve have, out a chunk of your day to watch this movie. Yeah, I know. Goddamn. Um, if you haven't watched it and you're going to power through it, by all means, go for it. Yeah, why not? I feel like, you know, I made the reference the other, like, a couple weeks ago, but, like, I feel like at the end of, like, the Lord of the Rings movie, where mm-hmm. it's like they're all sitting at the table and they're like, fuck, man, like, we went on a journey and now we're back. Like, that's how I felt when we watched this movie. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> like, we really went through the ringer. <laughs> so, like, 10 rounds with, um,. Mike Tyson. And uh, name another boxer. Uh, Butterbean? I guess. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know enough about boxing to correct you or not. Tyson Fury? You guys said Floyd Mayweather. No, uh, I he fought the big show. Tyson Fury? He was in WWE Tyson for a minute. Fury? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up about Tyson Fury. <laughs> All right. So directed by Martin Scorsese. Who's in this? Who's Who you got? Who you got? You got Leonardo DiCaprio as mm-hmm. Ernest Buckert. 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 Uh, Robert De Niro as William King Hale. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lily Gladstone as Molly Burkhart. Yep. Uh, Jesse Plemons as Thomas Bruce White Sr. Everybody else is kind of a loser, <laughs> except for Brendan Fraser as yeah. W.S. Hamilton. He's only in the movie for like I know. The five whole, minutes, but I love him. The whole movie, we're watching it, and we're like, yo, where the fuck is Brendan <laughs> Fraser? He's only in like the last like 40 minutes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's fine. He's the he's the lawyer in it. I know. I love. He's like you, dumb boy. <laughs> yeah. But we'll we'll get there. We'll mm-hmm. get there. So what's this movie about? This movie mm-hmm. is based on one a book, um, called Killer of the Flower Moon. And two actual events that took place. Yes, an actual real life event that happened in the Osage area for the Native Americans, in which a corrupt dickhead. Yes. I think it's the most succinct way of saying that, exploited an entire family by murdering them in order to get their oil inheritance. Mm -hmm. So. Let's just put this out there, Matt. Um, Because people kept saying that this was Scorsese's best film. Yes, I wanted to to touch upon that. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think there's plenty of other movies that he's made that I think are... I, I want to say written and filmed better. I think technically this is a really sound movie. Well, that's the problem too is that like Scorsese is like top tier in terms of like directors who have ever made films. Yeah. And to like have so many great films under his belt, like you think of like Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, mm-hmm. even the, Silence. Yeah, The Departed, which is an yep. amazing movie. Um, What else? Fucking Wolf of Wall Street. Yep. That was an amazing movie. Um. Yeah, did I say Raging Bull? No. Raging but that's Bull, a amazing movie. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Fucking Gangs of New York, Casino. Yep. Like he's not at all. Yeah, he he has like such a wide range that like 
I don't know. I don't. I. I. I think this is a good film. Yeah, I think this is a really. I th- one, I think it's a really interesting time in history. Yes. In which that, you know, like, as it's funny, too, because, like, we're sitting here and I'm like, why does this sound so familiar? Where do I remember this from? And it's like you said it, which is like, oh, yeah, this is the case where the FBI got created. Yes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, is, this is that. Which that part's really cool in the fact that, like, you know. That's like the third movie. What? Like, because there's like. There's like three movies in this movie. Yeah, that's like the third one, which yeah. is like the end investigation. Yeah, like the the fact that like the FBI was created because of all these Osage um, murders were happening, mm-hmm. and these small towns weren't really doing anything about it because it's all oil country. So it's like right. everybody just protects one another. And it's also a pretty accurate representation of what, you know, like at that time of like how society and law treated the native americans and essentially like deeming them incompetent you needed somebody to advise you in order to manage your money it's like basically exploiting all of them because there was no real laws to protect them yeah and it was that time period where it's like white people and native americans were like striking a deal because of oil like the Mm -hmm. boom of oil industry and it was just a means to an end of, like, one was the point that they could, like... And you can see it throughout this film with that thing of, like, that you were just saying where it's, like, you need to be advised with your money and, like, all these people, like, marrying into Native yeah. American bloodline to then inherit all of the wealth and money from it. So it's, right. like... There's a literal t- line in this movie of, like, if my wife dies and I kill my children, will I inherit their money? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, like... It, and that's, yeah, that's You're real seeing thing. that time period unfold of, like, the partnership dissolving because white people were figuring out, like, if we can get rid of them, then we just right. own everything. It became more exploitive. Like, it, this is definitely past that point in time where it's, like... With Manifest Destiny, which yes. is like, it's my God-given right to own this land, which was just based off of, fuck you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is post-World War One, in mm-hmm. which that, you know, like, things are becoming a little bit more normalized. And it's like, here it is, too, that you have Ernest, who came back from the war, and he's just trying to get, quote-unquote, honest work. Yeah. And yeah, it's a not really, really honest work. No, but, but I mean, a, in the initial part yes. when he's driving the cab, the first twenty minutes of the film. Yeah. yes. but I, I think it's a really interesting development too of like what, like two things that I, I stand out really well in this movie. It's like one, it's the overall like crime investigation and like the crime that happens. Yes, and then you also have Ernest and his development of his relationship with Molly. Yes, which I think is really that's the part of the movie that I really really enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's, like, just seeing how they operate together. Yeah, and, like, you can tell that there is some form of, like, actual love there. Yeah. But, like, overall, like, the idea of Ernest is to get the money. And I really liked um, Lily Gladstone's character of Molly yep. Burkhart. I mm-hmm. think that she was, like, definitely, like, one of the more, like, top-notch action or actors in the film. Yeah, um, I, I really like her, like... It's it's almost it's cold at times, but it's more like calculated. Yeah, like from the moment that like you see her and like that, um, the first scene where it's like she's asking for money, mm-hmm. and it's like you can tell that she is a very smart, very like competent woman, which then bothers me at the point that we talked about off screen, which was how she couldn't see Ernest's like true 
true ideas coming fold. Right. Which to me and like in my profession and my mental health career, which is like I think of a, like a lot of things that come with that. It's like she mm-hmm. has so much fucking complicated grief. Yeah. Because she loses her entire family throughout this course of this movie, which is so intense that I think that could be a, a big major factor for it. And the fact that it's like usually you know, in relationships where it's like if you really love somebody, you can usually kind of turn a blind eye to certain behaviors or actions. And I feel like that was a big part of her in this movie of like that she really did love Ernest and Ernest yeah. really loved her. And I think that's a really interesting point of like how then they operate throughout this movie because of like how much fucked up things Ernest is doing. Yeah. But still like trying to love her. And that's why, too, like, that line when, like, William and Ernest are sitting down, like, by the fireplace um, in front of, like, the Native American that's, like, passed out drunk. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, telling Ernest that, like, you know, that was his, that was her former husband. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, she has her lies, you have yours. Let yeah. her have her lies. And it's, like, okay, like, there's that built up of, like, they're both not telling each other something. Right. But, yes, they do, in fact, like, truly love each other. Yeah. It's just the overarching thing of, like, what Ernest is trying to do is is the major problem with it. I also really appreciate the fact that it's, like, Ernest on his own is, like, a bumbling idiot. Like, yeah. Every time that he tries, like, when he tries to have, like, the, with Blackie, where it's, like, yeah. having him steal his car and getting the insurance... That doesn't fucking work. Yeah. And it's like the one time where they have to shoot that guy because. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> There's a lot well, of random. Well, no, that's more because of like Ernest being upset and the fact that it's like this guy used to marry or used to live with Molly. Yeah. And it's like him just wanting to kill him because he doesn't like him. Yeah. But I mean, there's a lot of random like killing in this that like. Yeah. You, you get the point of it like afterwards, but like. Even in, like, the first ten minutes, it's just, like, oh. oh that guy, like, seizing out? Well, that, and then, like, the, the woman being shot from, like, the oh, window. Oh, yeah. I really like that montage of, like, yeah. here, it, it, like, it was this consecutive couple shots of, like, this person, dead, unknown causes. And it would cut to, like, another person, and mm-hmm. it'd be, like, the same thing. And then it started to ramp up of, like... Yeah. Never investigated. <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, this lady gets shot out the window... And, like, somebody just puts the gun in her hand, and it's, like, suicide. And I'm yeah. like, holy shit. But it, it's cool because it play, It doesn't make sense at the beginning of the movie, but it plays sense into, like, how the movie goes throughout of, like, oh, these were consecutive murders so yes. people could get the money, but just nobody looked into it. Yeah. That being said, even though I think that this is not Scorsese's best film, I think the fact that, like, he's honed his craft over so many years that, like... It's just kind of like a, like blatant that he knows how to block a shot. Oh yeah, like it's fantastic. The, this movie is directed very well. Yeah, and the there's fact some of really like, good shots in this. Yeah, the cinematography, the camera movement is all very like spot on, like what you would expect from a Scorsese film. There's also some nice subtle things, like I think about like when Ernest first moves in. Mm-hmm. It's like you at the beginning, you kind of get that nice shot of like the house, and it's very quiet, very serene, and then it's like. Later on, it's, like, all these fucking cars because, like, all these white people moved in. And yeah. it's, like, yeah, that's that's a metaphor. Mm-hmm. Even, too, like, I really enjoy, like, the soundtrack because, like, most of this film is very kind of, like... It's twangy. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> like, Bayou-esque type of um, guitar where it's, yeah. like, the box guitar with, like, the slider. Which and is fitting. 
Yeah, I really like that. I know that this movie takes place more in the South, but mm-hmm. like the no. yeah, I know, but <laughs> but the Yo, the soundtrack what gave it away. The KKK walking yeah, down the fucking street. Hey, we made it forty six minutes without hard racism. Oh my god, world. that horrible, awful family that's like calling them savages. And yeah, you're right like, in front of them. And it's like, yep, okay, here we are. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. only like the really big one besides like the KKK showing up. Yeah, there's no oh well like remember like De Niro's like. Or not De Niro, uh, DiCaprio's, like, racist rant when he's talking about, like, her taking the insulin. Oh, yeah. And, oh, that's that's pretty intense. Mm-hmm. It's the only time he yells in the movie, but it's pretty racist. <laughs> I'll give it that. Like, Leonardo DiCaprio's performance in this is also very good. I like, um, I like it, the fact that he, like, he was supposed to originally be the FBI mm-hmm. investigator, but he was like, no, I want to be earnest because, like... I want to have more of this role and, like, challenge myself. And I'm like, that's cool. Good for him. Yeah, and, like, you know, because you said, like, oh, he has, like, a very twangy accent in this that, like, <laughs> yeah. we might need subtitles for. And it's like, no, like, he, you don't. Like, no, he, he was fine. He's very good with it. Like, he, he ends up having, like, a very good kind of, like, southern accent for it. And overall, like, his, his character development is pretty interesting. And, like, Leonardo DiCaprio as the main character of Ernest is very good. Like you, you usually can't go wrong with a DiCaprio performance. Yeah, but I like how this is very different from his normal roles. Like he's playing more like it kind of reminds me of like uh, what's eating Gilbert Grape. Like mm-hmm. I was gonna say very early on, kind of like like Shutter Island, where it's like he's not very like well traversed in what's going on. Yeah, and I like that too because it reminds me of like scenes. I think about, like, later on where it's, like, that whole room of people and they're like, do you want to kill your uncle? Yeah. And it's, like, he's just sitting there. He's like, well, I, I, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, yeah, it kind of speaks to, like, how I, – I know a couple of times they call him, like, simple. And I think, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know enough about the actual person, Ernest. But, like, maybe he has an intellectual disability or maybe he's on the spectrum because it's, like, there's a lot of times where it's, like, he's just kind of, like – Aloof, yeah, like but he also there. he also was in war, so we don't know like what type of yeah, it like, could be like shell shock. Yeah, we don't know like what he really suffered during that because he did get shot in the stomach, so it's like did he get shot? I thought his stomach just like blew up. I don't know. Yeah, maybe like, he's fell he's out. Fucking because he was a cook. Yeah, maybe his small and in- no, not his small intestines <laughs> ruptured. <laughs> the fuck is it? Like yeah. the, what you did? Stomach. Your appendix. Like your no, appendix. His, he, like they said in the movie, like his stomach fell out. <laughs> that's yeah, like, so he got shot. Maybe no, that just that could be a thing that happens sometimes. If you have like um, your stomach like, can't just fall out. Not like a hernia or like a fucking like with that the bumpy thing that pops out of you. Yeah, what the fuck is that thing? A called? hernia? Is it a hernia? Yes, it is. Yeah, it totally is. Yeah, that could happen sometimes. It like burst. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, like, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we were talking about with this. We're just talking about how good Scorsese can block a shot, and yeah. like how well that he directed this movie and well, the also, soundtrack and DiCaprio's performance. Also, to your point earlier, with like that, um, like Ernest is kind of like a bumbling idiot by himself. <laughs> yeah, there's like a really cool theme because they bring up like coyotes a lot in this film, mm-hmm. and if you think about it, like coyotes are like uh, a packed hunting. Uh, animal yeah so it's like you see more of the strength when it's like Ernest and William and then Blackie and like the other one and like <clears throat> the family like they have a cohesive plan but when you start to like take one or two away 
you start to see where it's like they're not as dangerous anymore. Right. Because yeah. they're not in a pack. Right. And on their own, they're not as good. Yeah. And I, I looked at, like, I, I kind of, like, noticed that a lot, like, especially when it became, like, more of just earnest. Yeah. It's like him on him, his own, he's not dangerous. It also kind of reminds me of, like, when we did um, In and of Itself, like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, with like the fact that it's like yeah the wolf or the dog yeah like in that kind of like dust between dawn where it's like you look at it and it's like is it a wolf or a dog and it's mm-hmm. like i feel like that's really representative of Ernest, where it's like oh look at him he's like very nice and very like quiet and he drinks way too much but that's okay but it's like he seems like a really good guy but it's like no he's actively killing people yeah for their money yes because <laughs> he loves money that's like his character yeah the owl shots are also really good. Yes, I like the fact that they did that as a symbolization of like being close to death. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Uh, what the fuck else? Well, I, I really, really, really like the ending. Yeah, everything I, involving the ending, I think, is like fucking top notch. Yeah, because you got to think like, yes, this movie is based off a book, but it's also based off of true events. So technically, this is a biopic film, right? Which we've talked about previously, where like. Nine times out of ten for me, biopic films do not have a satisfying ending. Right, because you usually get the shitty text that's like, oh, well, this person did this, and it's like, then they died. And yeah. it's like, it's like, okay, yeah, sure. But it's like, I really like the idea that it's like they did like a whole radio broadcast. Yes. As I, to like symbolize like the last kind of events. Yeah, like where Scorsese actually comes out and like tells what happens to Molly. Like, yeah. I think that that's like very personal to it. Kind of like, again, this is now, and it, it's crazy because it's like, it's only in like the last year that I've seen a biopic film that actually has a decent ending, but mm-hmm. like how Oppenheimer ended and how uh, this film ended both have decent ways to end a biopic film. Yeah. Even though, yes, like nine times out of 10, when you do a biopic film, it is just like black screen and text of like what happened to them. But it feels a little bit more personal as to like they're doing kind of like a a true crime like audio type thing for an audience and yeah. telling what happened and then having Scorsese come out and then tell what happened to Molly and Ernest. Yeah, it it feels a lot more like honest and it feels like more satisfying as an ending to be like, oh, well, this is how this wraps up and this <laughs> is how it you know like it ends and it's like that's really cool and I like that. Yeah, and then the great shot too at the end of like the Native Americans all like chanting together mm-hmm. and it's like modern day and they're forming a flower as it like slowly pans out. Yeah. That's like, a really cool shot. Like that, all that stuff is great. Um, one of the th- other things too I wanted to mention is because I, I kind of said it before of just like involving the ending. I really, really like the fact of like here it is of, like, Ernest finally... Like, he's like, all my sins are gone. Like, I, I confessed everything after he went to trial. And yes. it's, like, it's like the thing with the insulin. Yes. And I'm like, ugh. Because there's a point where it's, like, Molly is diabetic, and she starts <laughs> taking insulin. And it's, like... But we don't really know. Like, there's points in the movie where she's getting really fucking sick. Yeah. Like, she is, like, deathly sickly. Yo, she looked like she was dead when, yeah. like, the FBI agents came to, like, save her. Oh, my her. God, it was bad. But then she goes to the hospital, she recovers, she's okay, and it's like, here's the last part of it, where she, like, confronts Ernest and is like, you know, what did you give me? And he's like, insulin. And it's like... Because she knows. She knows that there was something in it. I don't know. Like, a weird part of me is like, but did Ernest know? Yes. There was a scene where, uh, yeah, William was saying, like, oh, put this in her insulin, 
don't do half, do full. And then Ernest is like, well, what's it going to do? And then they tell her, it's like, it's going to slow her down. And he's like, is that it? Like, it's just going to slow her down. Mm. But meanwhile, it's like actively killing her. Uh, See, that's interesting. Because like, to me, that's like, I thought that part was more of him upset at the fact that it's like, this isn't going to cure her. No. And then that's why he takes a shot of it in his whiskey at one point. Mm. And then it, it. the next scene is like him in the barber shop getting taken away is because he's like drugged up by it because he wanted to know like what it actually was doing to Molly. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's why in the interrogation room, like when you have <laughs> they don't give him a chair. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well no, but like when um like after the trial and like Molly comes and asks like what did you put in the insulin and he says nothing she gets up and leaves because yep. she knows that he's lying and this was like his one chance to kind of come clean to her. Yeah, cuz like it is it's really heartbreaking too like I said of like how much that like he loves her. Yes. But it's like how much that he's willing to destroy her family mm-hmm. for greed because like the lengths that they go to in this of like shooting the sister, blowing up the sister. Yeah. Uh fucking like oh mother dying of old age. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I, it was really interesting, too, of, like, what I liked about this is, like, and, and this is also kind of, like, my my only, like, gripe if I had to, but this is all my expectations. The, so the it's length not, of the film? No, that's, uh, I just accepted that. I'm I fine with long movies, but, man, this got to be, like, daunting after a while. Well, like I told you, it was kind of nice that, like, we took a break like we had dinner yeah and we came back to it i felt so refreshed after yeah that. we had two and a half hours that we watched it and then we took a break for dinner and then we yeah. came back to an hour left and it was like okay cool we're in like the home yeah. stretch like i told you it was like when wrestlemania was like eight hours and it's like i'm gonna break this up into two days because then that makes it a lot easier like that's what i also say for this movie mm-hmm. but no my my only thing was is that like not enough brendan frazier Oh, yeah, we always need more of him. He's a national treasure. Protect him. Mm-hmm. But, like, going into this, like, I remember sitting down and being like, do you know what this movie's about? And I was like, nope. Yeah. It's like, we didn't really know. And I was like, oh, this is a really cool opportunity, I don't know, for Martin Scorsese to not make a mafia movie. Well, yeah, <laughs> that, but, like, I, I've done that a lot lately, too, where it's like, if... Like, for, for a decent amount of films, like, even if I just, like, watch a trailer... Mm-hmm that's like a little bit much like i i kind of enjoy now going into films not having an expectation of like what the premise is right and then just letting it unfold for myself um which was this film so it's like at first i was a little worried because like it seemed like it was all going to be like another oil film and i was like well there will be blood is like top notch on that because that's also what i thought i thought this was going to be more centered around like oil but it's Mm -hmm. only really in like the beginning scene where it's like they're all covered in it yeah it's like an overarching thing of like that's the the big uh, plot point it's not about like, like mining it it's more like the money that they already have from it yeah and it was also cool that like there was a small thing they didn't like really touch on it or say exactly what it was but you could see that like there was the SARS outbreak going around mm-hmm. where it was um the Native Americans like just dying from it like yep. one of Molly's were... sisters that was married to the the white yep. guy that looked like a chump <laughs> yeah that loser yeah he looked like a thumb um but yeah like she definitely died from it well I think that's the interesting part too that I like from this it almost had like a parasite moment for me because remember when we went to go see Parasite in the theaters, and I was like, oh, that's what this movie's about. Like, that's how I felt with this, too, where it's like you when you had, like, Robert De Niro sitting there, and he was like, you got you to gotta marry her. Yeah. You, gotta, you, gotta, you like her? Get closer to her. And it's yeah. like, 
oh, he's doing this to fucking get in and get the money. And it's like, yep, that's what this movie's about. And that was kind of satisfying to be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Not to say that, like, like crime movies work for Martin Scorsese. Yes. He's really good at it. Raging Bull is kind of like an exception to that because it's just like a good, honest movie about, like, somebody... Boxing. Yeah, losing their fame and, like, mm-hmm. for, like... That's great. And also great to see Robert De Niro go through a body transformation, like when yeah. he's like boxing and not boxing. I'm the champ. I'm the champ. Yeah, that movie's great. Yeah, but but I, I like the fact that it's like he still made another crime movie, and it's still a really good crime movie. Mm-hmm. I like. I do really like the fact that it's kind of like a different setting. It's a different approach. That there's like one, you know, like a lot of Native Americans that are actually represented in this movie. A lot of the plights and like the folly that comes with that too. Like I also think about the one guy where it's like. I don't know if you know about this, but it's like alcoholism is a lot more prevalent in Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something like actually within like genetically that, like, affects them more. So I was like, oh, that's really interesting. When like that one guy was like really drunk and he tried to kill himself, because, yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah. So I, I like how that's represented in this of actually showing that yeah, here's like the specific struggles that they went through. Yeah, and then people just dismissing depression. Yep. <laughs> yeah, just drink more. Yeah, no, you'll it's be fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like I said, too, I, I do like, as long as this movie is, I feel like it's structured really well. It's paced yeah. really well, too. Exactly. Like, And again, like we've been doing like a little bit more longer films lately, and it's like the ones that we picked are paced very well. Like, yeah. Like, yes, do I think that we could have cut out like a few scenes out of this film so it didn't have to be three and a half hours long, but... There's a lot of the film that is very relevant to, like, what you need to know for the story. Yeah. And to break... And they have, like, enough, like, action-esque things that are going on so it doesn't feel like it's all, like, talking. Like, random people getting shot. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm awake. Yeah. (laughs) The only thing that I hated was the fake rain when Molly and Ernest are sitting at the house. We have... um, Us on the Roll the Credits, the podcast, have a specific disdain for, like, fake rain. Yeah. Every time we see it, I'm like, write it down, write yeah. it into fake rain. And it doesn't make sense because it's like, <laughs> like just like, e- like yes, spray I spray a hose on the fucking window. Well, that's what they did for this film. But like, that's that's my thing is like, if you can't get actual rain, then at least put in the effort to make it not look like it's just fake thunder and lightning storms. <laughs> yeah, well, who cares? Um, one thing that I I wanted to point out too that I noticed that was very interesting for like themes was I don't know if you picked up on this, but there's a few times in the film, and it's most prevalent when um, the interrogation scene is happening. But uh, they're they're he's forced to stand. Well, yes, yeah, that and that's what I'm saying in that scene. Um, was there are points in the film where when Ernest is lying about like a very serious thing, there's a fly that comes around. That, oh, like, and he hits it, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, I don't know what the actual like metaphor for that is or like if there even is like something that Scorsese was like yeah I'm gonna put this in but it's just kind of like to me it was like this the this like theme of like every time that he's lying it's like kind of a kind of a metaphor for like something here stinks like people are kind Mm -hmm. of starting to pick up on his bullshit and it smells so therefore the fly is coming around to kind of like showcase that like oh yeah he's lying could be yeah I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I he also like hits himself too, so it could also be maybe like a like self mutilation kind of in a sense of like him hurting himself because of his lies. Mm-hmm. So that could also be it too. I don't know. 
don't know, but that's a good idea. But yeah, um, overall, like I said, it's not his best movie. No. Not by a country fucking mile. But, but still, to, for the fact that he's like 83 years old, still yeah. fucking making movies, and he still made a really good movie, like, it's it's like golf clap. Well, golf clap. Well, that's the thing. Really is like proud this, of that. This is not Scorsese's best film, but if there was this, if this movie was made by somebody who wasn't Scorsese that was like a little bit lower known, then yes, this would be their, their best film. Yeah. But yeah, like this movie is still really cool. It's got a lot going for it in terms of like just Scorsese's um, filmography of like his cinematography, his sound work, yeah. um, his storytelling, the actors that he has involved in this. Like it's very well done. All right. I hope Molly wins an ass or an Oscar. It's yeah. I think she would, she definitely deserves it. Yeah, I think she is up for it, um, Lily Gladstone. So hopefully, um, yeah. not anybody else. I don't want to fucking De Niro or like. DiCaprio to win an Oscar for this. Yeah, like they no. do really good jobs, but I just don't really think they were as like prominent. Yeah, yeah. So I gave it like eight and a half oil rigs out of ten. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Um, I'm yeah, I agree with that. Eight out of ten. Um, my my favorite line in the fucking movie where he's like, "Fuck, Fuck a, duck. a duck." Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna charge me for this robbery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So eight out of ten. Like, it's a solid movie. It's got some really good acting. It's long. Yes, but it's paced really well. But mm-hmm. you could still take a break. Oh, remember that thing too that I thought was funny where it's like, because it was like to the point where I was like, "Oh man, well, like when did the FBI get established?" And I was like looking it up, mm-hmm. and it's like that autocomplete of like on Google when it's like, "Killer of the Flower Moon," when to go pee? Yes, <laughs> and, it was just like, and you never found out. It was, no, I did. It, oh. it said like go pee when it's like um, it's like Molly's like first in bed. Oh okay, and it's like yeah okay, but yeah I guess. <laughs> I don't know, but I just love those. I funny. guess, but this is also one of those movies that like you could miss one thing and then the story doesn't make sense. Just yeah. like with you of like the insulin. Yeah. I think that's actually when you went and got up to pee. I think I might have gone pee at the yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that actually is when you went. And I was like, no, nah, it's fine. I'm gonna miss anything. Yeah, and then I told you like, oh, they're gonna poison her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this movie's good. Yeah. Good job. Good movie. Good movie. Matt, you got a recommendation? What? The- what? <laughs> Little yeah, I know. Old me. It's almost like we don't ask Little every single time. Me. Yeah. So, um, what came out recently, and I'm actually really happy that this came out recently, is uh, on Amazon Prime, Prime Original, mm-hmm. Primey, Prime, Prime Ape, the, the, the Prime, Prime. <laughs> Optimus Prime, Primer. Uh, oh yeah. Oh Paint yeah. Primer. I've been using <laughs> that. Uh, so the Has Been Hotel. Yes. Came out recently. Uh, I thought you. I thought you recommended this ah, previously. Shut the fuck up. Oh, you recommended the other one that yes. was made by the same people. I recommended Hell of a Boss, which yeah. is the free show that's on YouTube, which is really great. So take everything that I said when I recommended Hell of a Boss and just times it by two, uh, in terms of animation, characters, characters being hot. The music being fucking fantastic, having it like a really cool kind of like story, because uh, in case anybody doesn't know, like what the story is that this is that uh, in hell every year, angels will come down and slaughter half the population of hell. Yeah. So you have Charlie, who is the daughter of Lucifer, who opens up the Hasbin Hotel, and it's like she then wants to reform demons as a way then for them to be redeemed and then go into heaven. Thus stopping, like, all of it. So, like, she's very endearing. She's very sweet. And it's, like, she's got just a really great cast of friends around her. Like, she has her girlfriend. 
Uh, then you have like this fucking psychopathic nifty. She's like a cyclops who just likes killing bugs. Mm-hmm. You got Keith David mm. as a uh, husk who's like this drunken gambling cat. You got Angel who's like a porn star. Like you got all these like fun characters and one that I think you would really like and I, I feel like you've probably seen him. His name's Alistair. Uh-huh. He's the radio demon. Yeah. So he talks. When he talks, there's like a filter on his voice of like if it was like an old-timey radio. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. And he's super cool and he's like it's the same thing like Hell of a Boss. Like you'll have moments where it's like, "Oh, these characters are really funny and they're really hot and they're joking around and saying fucking cunt." Mainly but, hot. Yeah, but then they'll like transform into like scary ass monsters and you're like whoa that was really fucking cool yeah and then they'll sing a great song because all the songs on the show are fucking bangers okay so it's six episodes it's on amazon prime it's still ongoing too like i think a new episode's coming out tomorrow so yeah how has been hotel it's really great nice awesome zachary good job matt i i i would like to know Mm -hmm. and you don't have to tell me right away but you have to tell them yeah Tell them. What are yeah, we doing next? Cl- close your ears for this one, then. Okay, I got it. What are we doing next? Uh, so up next, we are going what? to be... D- uh, what? Uh, cover my ears. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cover your eyes, too. Uh, what, what the fuck would that have to do with <laughs> now, you're, now you're Helen Keller. Aw, <laughs> uh, too soon. Oh, I'm a fuck too off. Too soon. <laughs> I'm like, a fuck off. <laughs> like fucking 80 years. <laughs> um, up next, we are going to be doing... Um, Mainly, <laughs> you don't mainly we're going to be having a conversation, but like we can also plug into like some of our favorites and like some of the best of those um, characters. But we're going to be talking about the unlikable protagonist. Oh, God. When you were explaining it, I was like, oh, fuck, did I get the wrong topic? Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, I got it. I'm good. So, uh, stick around for that. Stick around. All right, Zach. I just married this podcast, but... Now I have to kill it to get its money. Yeah, I I want you to fucking put some dynamite in the house. <laughs> blow, <laughs> blow up this podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, we put too much dynamite. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Matt, can you find the wolves in this picture? <laughs>